right. So, we put a guy on the roof of Stoney's in Las Vegas, Nevada for 62 days during a pandemic. You know, social distancing. And asked him to ask artists as many questions as he could. He only had to have a brain to begin with. So this could go absolutely nowhere. But you're choosing to listen to an interview recorded in a state of national emergency. Please remain at least six feet away from your speakers at all times. This is Toad's COVID Chronicles. There you are. Hey, there we go. Dude, what is up? Nothing much, Toad. How you been, man? I'm awesome. How have you been? Oh, not too bad at all. Your mom's birthday today? Mom's birthday today, man. Tell her happy birthday when we get done with all this. Hey, absolutely. Will do. What do you do with mom's birthday on a, in a time like this, man? Man, just a small barbecue. That's yeah. it. Right yeah. Just, yeah, just little family and friends get together type deal. That's kind of cool. So you, you went and got a, a, a job in a hospital? Yes. So I, I, um, so before all this, I was working as a physical therapist, uh, technician. Yep. And then I went to the music thing. And so then I was doing music and then came back to work in that because of course the whole music shut down and everything. Right. How's it, how's it been for you so far? Like, uh, not, not too bad, man. Um, we, so I work in the physical therapy aspect, so I don't have to really deal with a whole lot of the COVID patients. Right. So how, how we do is it helps bring some of the elderly people to us, if that makes sense, especially yep. like with respiratory and everything. And so then that way they can stay away from the hospitals as much as possible, like the, you know what I mean, the inpatient side of the hospital and everything. Right. It's interesting. Well, that's a good thing. Has, has, uh, has much changed for you in a sense? I mean, like at home and, and like just the, 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 the structure of life per se? Um, you know, it's, it's not really, man. It's of course, like, you know, going to work and everything. It's, 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 it's a little interesting because I'm used to going out and playing shows, you know, every right. week. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not as much because I, I've always had kind of like a part-time job. So right. full time, it's just kind of a new little adventure until everything kind of comes back. Right on. Do you have brothers and sisters? I got two older sisters. Yeah. I'm, I'm the baby. Are they at home? They're not. No, I got one. So, so uh, one sister, she's uh, like a town away from us. And then the other sister, she's down in Macon, Georgia. Oh, right. On. Dang, Macon. Yeah. Then we're uh, old Travis Denning. That's where Travis is from. And right. Jason. Yeah. And you got your uh, homage to Travis Denning on your ball cap right now. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. He rocks the Bass Pro. So does uh, Chris Jansen. So, yeah. I'd have oh, to man. Say, every time I've seen, uh, I've seen him. Um, Travis Denning, he's got that hat on. Every interview I've done with him, he's got the hat on. Like, <laughs> it's it's his signature, man. He he's the, he's the first guy that I really saw with it on. Right on. So, like, do you has your town changed much at all? Are you are you guys just kind of? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, everything shut down. Um, it's it's interesting because, you know, being from this little small town, it's you know everyone, and so you kind of see their struggles straight up. Like my friend, uh, they own a restaurant here in town and they kind of had to close shop and they're only open like Thursday through Saturday when right. typically open seven days a week. And so, I mean, say, same as you guys, have, you guys have seen down there at Stoney's, they've had to shut a lot of the places down there down. And Dude, it's, every it's kind of, I was going to say, it's like, and I, I'm sure Vegas has never seen anything like that. Absolutely not. Dude, every casino's closed. There's not one that's open. There's not a that's insane. 
they serve, uh, if a bar was lucky enough to have a, a food component attached to it, you know, they're able to sell food curbside to go or delivery or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's about the extent of it. I mean, everything else is pretty nuts. So crazy. It's, it's interesting being in this time. That's for sure, man. I've seen everything. Yeah. I mean, in, in some sense, uh, I've been joking a lot lately with, with people saying that, you know, we used to listen to our grandpas talk about World War One, World War Two, or whatever, and about how, how rough they had it. But just think when you're a grandpa, the stories that you're going to have. <laughs> yeah, that is true. So I was going to say, I mean, like, man, we lived through this pandemic that was going on. They shut everything down. And, right. You know, six, six million people are on uh, unemployment, you know, it's insane. It's pretty retarded. I was actually just on on uh, Facebook not too long ago, and a, a buddy of mine that's uh, um, a bass player posted something about asking, you know, all these questions if he knew anyone that you know had contracted it and deaths and all this other kind of stuff. And his his approach to it is like, uh, uh, his, he's in disbelief that we've shut down a country and we shut down a world based on something that there's other things out there that kill two, three times as many people, you know, and yeah. mortality rates even higher. So it's kind of it's an interesting world world. I don't, I don't, I don't get too involved with it because you can't win. You just can't. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you talked to any of the guys over at country fan fest or anything like that? Uh, talk to how and Bracken and, uh, and their new, I think he's, uh, their new promoter that they have signed on. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but super nice guy. Yeah. But I mean, they're still planning on going through with it out there in July because they figure it's the very end of the July, you know, very end of July, early August. I think they're thinking they might be able to get away with it, which I hope so. I mean, because right. in a sense, in a sense, I honestly think that'll be a lot of artists first shows of the summer, you know, of the season. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you that uh, uh, I just got off the phone with CAA and we're moving our uh, Muscadine Bloodline show that we had June 19th. We're moving it to October. Um I love Muscadine, dude. Those yeah. guys are amazing. Yeah, they are. They are. I think this will be their first time at Stoney's, but we've seen them before. And those guys are, uh, they're fun. And um, I mean, I've had to move all of April, all of May. I'm just finishing up June. I mean, I know that the MGM announced here that they weren't having any entertainment the whole month of June. So even if they do open, I have no idea what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, if they do, then there's going to be nothing there for the people who are staying there in the first right. place. Right. I mean, and our town has evolved from a gambling town into an entertainment town. So I don't. Absolutely. It's so confusing. I mean, is your town filled with, I mean, as small as it is, is it, is it filled with everyone wearing masks and everything like that? Um, I'd say it, to be honest, it's like about half, about yeah. half and half. Yeah. Um, so the town that I come from, they're very rural, very, they're very cowboy sense, right? True American cowboy. So, a lot of those good old boys, man, they they're just like, oh, if it takes me. exactly, exactly. Like, if it takes me, it takes me. Right. I mean, that's it's kind of an. Uh, uh, I would think that that's probably the norm for most that live in that that type of of uh, of lifestyle. I've got friends in Montana that, you know, they're just living their life the the norm. You know, minus. Yeah you know, picking up food to go. I mean, here, if you drive down the street, all the drive-thrus are busy as heck at dinner time. Yes. time. It's, but other than that, there's not too many cars on the road. It's uh, just a quiet town, which is just so odd for us. I was going to say, especially for Vegas. I, and, and I feel that I was like, I was waiting in line at uh, 
the little local burger joint down here and it was like 30 minutes to get through that thing i'm like holy cow what am i doing <laughs> we ain't got nothing else to do i mean well you're so i mean that's a little bit different but i, mean, I was like that is true man i that, no, you're completely right i was like i'm i'm hanging out <laughs> i i go to starbucks every morning to start my day and i i mobile order but i have to go through the drive-thru so some days there's like two cars some days there's like 30 cars and i'm just like i'll pull around the corner and go dang it and then i'll go oh i ain't got nothing else to do mm -hmm. so, I'll sit here, I'll listen to music, uh, make a couple phone calls, answer some emails while I'm sitting in a drive-thru, but I mean, that's the end of it. I was gonna say, it's, it's the new norm, it's crazy. Are you doing anything musically right now in your downtime or? Oh, absolutely, lots of writing, yeah. lots of writing, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I honestly think it's been good for me because um, I haven't actually had time to kind of just sit down because we've been so focused on trying to climb you know, climb as best as we can because sure. I mean, we're, we're an independent, you know, an independent group and trying to bust through, you know, the yeah. scenes a little bit. And so it's, it's been good. I, yeah, we've been doing a lot of Skype rights and Zoom rights. Um, me and my buddy, uh, his name's Gabe Walsh. Um, he's played down there, uh, somewhere down there in Vegas, I'm pretty sure. Down, I'm sure probably on, uh, what do they have down there? Uh, losers? Don't they have losers in Vegas? They do. Yes, I was going to say, he's done the losers down there, if I'm not mistaken. But um, uh, So, yeah, me and my buddy Gabe Walsh have uh, been working on some new music coming up, working Good. on some rights. And uh, and then I just got back some tracks from my producer, uh, Matt Garreau, back out in Nashville. So I'm super excited because I've been working on uh, this past uh, this past year trying to get a, a new EP or, you know, new album, a little sophomore year album coming out. But, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's been good for us. So, will you? Uh, I mean, is that is that the goal? Like, right when you get out? I mean, do you have more stuff to record right now before you put out new music, or are you just putting the final touch? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, we have about three more tracks to put down. Um, but other than that, once those three are done, uh, they're going to be done. They're actually they were supposed to be done in April. In late April, I was going to fly to Nashville. Uh, late April, early. Jeez, what am I? I'm losing May. my May. Hey. Yeah, so they were. I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind, man. So I was supposed to be there. I think it was like last week. This last week, yeah, because we we're gonna take my mom for her birthday, right? Because she's never. Well, she's driven through Nashville when she's helped my sister move down to Macon. But um, I, we were all gonna go, kind of a little thing. But of course, everything shut down. So we're like, what's the point of get you know Broadway shut down? Everything, all the fun stuff's done. So, but yeah, that's uh, I'm sure that probably by the end of may um early june that's probably what i'll be doing even if things are shut down I, it don't matter to me i don't go down there to party right. my dad my dad does <laughs> that's 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 actually pretty funny um oh wow dude i just got a text message that the mgm resorts laid off bellagio new york new york and excalibur property presidents oh wow <laughs> that's insane man that's, dude, it's just, it's, it's nuts to see what's, what's, what's literally going on and what the impact is really going to have. You know, it really is crazy. Absolutely. It's really crazy. I mean, the, the crazy thing to me is that it's like, no one, no one's safe in this. You know what I mean? And when I say safe, I mean like safe from ha keeping their job, you know, safe from contracting the whole virus thing. It's, it's interesting. Right. You know, I've, I've talked to a couple people that, that, that have, have been involved in some, um, 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 you know, who Casey James is Casey James. He Sounds was on, uh, either the voice or, um, 
American Idol. I don't remember okay. which one he was on, so now I'm going to look. Uh, <laughs> Is he a production guy? No, he's a singer. Um, oh, nice. He was, of course, it's not going to throw it right there. American Idol. Oh, uh, so okay. He took third place. But actually, so you know who Craig Wayne Boyd is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Craig Wayne Boyd, Casey James, a guy by the name of Adam Wakefield, put together a trio, and they came through uh, Stoney's not too long ago. Right before the shit hit the fan, they came through. And um, um, I got to meet him, super neat dude, Adam Wakefield, amazing guy. Uh, Craig Wayne Boyd obviously had been through Stoney's before, so he was – a character but Casey was saying during during my my talk with him that him his wife and his kids all caught this in January really yeah and they all you know huggered down then because they really didn't know what it was and they're all fine today so it's just kind of like I don't, yeah, I don't exactly it's like a toss-up and 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 a, a lot of people that's that's another crazy thing is a lot of people have been saying you know I have every single thing that was going on same symptom shortness of breath with the flu-like symptoms, I'm like, like my grandpa was hospitalized back in February, the beginning yeah. of February, and like straight to the point where we thought he was gonna croak, and then he finally came back. Right. So it's like, and it, and all the same exact thing. All the signs like were the exact same as the as the COVID nineteen virus stuff. Um, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas prior to that, I was uh, I went to the ER room twice over Christmas, the day after, and like three days before, 103 degree temperature um in bed you know shortness of breath coughing up a storm i think i ate like two bags of cough drops just to get through like five days parted <laughs> and the doctors just said it's respiratory that's all they said but i just like sit back and i'm like how long has this thing really 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 been around been, yeah you know? Absolutely. well it's 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 like what everyone's been saying about the testing you know it's like we don't know how you, you know the true numbers until everyone gets tested. And I mean, like, heck, I could have it right now and I have no symptoms. You know what I mean? Sure, you'd be a carrier, whatever they call it. I'm exactly. just, yeah, exactly. Dude, I'm I'm sketched on the whole side of it of of uh, when they want to do the antibody test. What are they really doing? Are they putting a chip in you? Are they? <laughs> exactly, man. It's like, what did they already do? I know they listen to the. They're they're listening, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what I, that's what I find so funny is when I like. Heather and I, my girlfriend and I were talking the other day about, um, I told her I wanted to have sushi and I had some bluefin in my freezer. So I told her I was going to stop by this store and I was just going to grab some soy paper and we could just make like spicy tuna rolls or whatever, something simple. Yeah. Um, hey, 15 minutes later, I'm on Instagram. I get served uh, an ad for something to help me make a sushi roll, like a product. And I was like, I was pissed. Uh, the product got delivered yesterday, so I did buy it. But the point was... <laughs> Was it, was it, how the hell did they know? Yeah, absolutely. They, they listen, man. It's insane. Like, so um, I actually just supported a, a Las Vegas company um, this last week, the other week. Um, so I'm, I'm a big, I, I should say, I shouldn't say big, but I, I'm a, I'm a gun activist. Okay. Um, and so like, so I'm a concealed carry holder. And if you like, you look at me, you wouldn't even probably wouldn't even guess that because I rock skinny jeans and like half cut boots. You know, I don't even wear real cowboy boots on stage. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so like I I, I just uh, bought a holster from uh, we let's see we the people holsters down there based out of Las Vegas, and um, legit at once I even looked at like didn't even didn't even say anything about it. I was just like, man, I need to I need a holster for my new pistol. 
Right. And also, and they were the very first ones that popped up, and I was like, interesting. Didn't didn't look up anything prior to that, and completely right. just got swarmed on. And now I have a bunch of different holster things that are popping up on my feeds. I'm actually looking at it right, right, right. I've never, I have a, uh, I, I have a gun. Uh, I don't okay. have a concealed carry uh, permit, but I have it more. Uh, I bought a um, a Gen Four Glock Nine a couple years nice. ago. Yeah, and it's uh, it's right by my bedside. I mean, um, so it's like, I get it. You know, I think everyone should have the right to protect themselves for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I will tell you that um, I have a friend that once all this stuff started happening, he didn't want to leave his house too much. Didn't want to go to the store, but he had no chicken. So I went to the store and bought a bunch of chicken and uh, he brought me bullets and we traded chicken for bullets. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's some, that's some Western stuff right there, man. It is. It is. I mean, I was, I laugh. I mean, for me, it was like, dude, I'm here. I'll go ahead and grab you some stuff. And he's like, dude, I, he, he sells ammo. So I was just like, dude, I need some, I can't find nine millimeters anywhere. Cause they're sold out. Everywhere. They're sold out. Yeah. I was going to say everyone was panic buying. Yeah. So he just, he brought me a, a couple boxes of it. I was like, that's cool. That's cool. I'm in. Nice. Yeah. Not mad at it at all. Have you, uh, have you been taking some time to watch some TV at all? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, binge the, the, the tiger King, like everyone else in the world. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to, so I'm really hooked on an early two thousands TV show right now. Which one? Um, arrested development. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I was like, everyone likes the office and everything. I was like, arrested development's my go-to. Have you watched, uh, uh outer banks or Ozarks <laughs> or anything like that? Uh, uh-uh, no, I haven't. I, but of course they're like, you know, they're, they're the top ones on Netflix. So I'm, Ozarks is really, really good. I think that, uh, if you watched outer banks, you might relate to it. Um, okay. it's a little bit more youthful, but, uh, it brought me back to, uh, to when I was, when I was a youngin sort of thing. So that one's pretty good. We're actually watching, uh, money heist right now is the one that, that oh, nice. is good, but, um, yeah, I haven't watched Arrested Development in a long time, man. Long time. <laughs> I told you, I was like, I just, for some reason, I'm like, I'm going to watch this, give it a shot. Why? I mean, what, did someone that you know was watching it or just kind yeah, of? Yeah, exactly. So, so my friend, his name's Scott, um, he's like, yo, man, you got you to gotta check this show out. And I was like, why? I was like, I don't watch TV. And he's like, well, we're in quarantine, so you might as well give it a shot. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I don't like The Office. I right. I, I like I've watched The Office for some reason. I just I'm one of those people who can't get into it, which is really interesting because Arrested Development is like shot just like The Office, you know, kind of cameo type style, same exact thing. Right. Exactly but the like, humor's different in Arrested. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so I'm like, all right, I like the show. <laughs> Funny. The Office, I think, is sarcastic, smart humor in that sense, and it's uh, um, Arrested Devel- Arrested Development is um, yeah. I used to watch that show a long time ago. <laughs> That's pretty funny, dude. Yeah, 20 years ago, I think I used to watch that show. But whatever. Um, yeah, when it actually was on regular TV, I think I spent time watching it. Yeah. What do you see the future of, of live music being? Like, you, I, I know that, that you're pretty um, well-versed on festival-style stuff just because that's where I met you. But uh, do you think if they do pull it off, it'll be similar? To be honest, man, for the next, like – man this for the next i'd say probably about two years i would say that if they do do festivals or what i would like probably think and would probably be a good idea if they did do festivals is and this is going to sound like very tedious work 
but it's like you know in the safety of the artists and you know everyone like the vendors and everyone there like you guys like you guys had a, a booth out there yep at FanFest, didn't you so like in the in in all safety of them and everyone that's attending i would do screenings not like testing or anything like that but just say hey you know have you had these symptoms have you been exposed to these symptoms sure. stuff like that um i i could honestly see that being like happening at festivals in in order to keep them going right uh, within like like i said the the next year and a half or so just because they think that we're going to get another spike in october whatever it may be but i mean i could see them going to you know those those types of measures um but i'm i have no doubt that within the next year and a half or so everything's gonna just go back to how it was before because like you said i um how you said you had that friend who was like you know other people you know other cases of of whatever you know have higher death rates and all this stuff which i completely agree i mean heck walking out on the sidewalk could kill you dude <laughs> i think my favorite one is like so my buddy owns a bar up in uh northern nevada and uh um our our governor came out last night and talked and said that he wasn't opening bars and but you can walk into a walmart yeah you can walk into a cvs you can, I mean, there's more a lot of times there's more people in a walmart than there is in a small bar yeah i mean and i just like sit back and i'm like man i think that a smaller bar you have the ability to actually set it up to this is open this is not this is open this is not yeah. you know, and just keep people separated in that sense but I, uh man i don't i just I don't know. People are going to start to get angry. Hopefully there's not a rebellion in that sense. I don't think there's been enough time for that to happen, but at the same yeah. time, it's kind of like, dude, what the hell's going on, man? I was going to say, especially with these well, like, so they're starting to do those protests and everything like that. Like they're, yeah. they're not major, but they're definitely, you know, kind of in the eye of course of the public and everything. But um, no, I totally agree. Like, well, so one of the bars out here in my town, it's probably, I'd say a hundred people max. It's tiny. Right. And they're, they're opening back up. They're allowed to open back up here. Um, but everyone has to wear a mask and I'm, I'm curious on how that works. You know what I mean? What the, the patrons and, and the employees. Yep. Everyone. How the hell do you drink? That's what I'm saying. I was like, you're going to cut a little, you know, a little hole for a straw or some shit. <laughs> it's going to be weird. Dude. I mean, I was thinking about it. I saw, I saw a photo online a couple days ago. Uh, a bar, I believe it's a, a, not a bar, a casino that's a river casino. And they were showing a blackjack table where the table's there and there's a sneeze guard in the front and there's two on the sides and they're saying you can't touch the cards or the money. And you just kind of like sit there and go, yeah, that, yeah. I mean, like what, what that's just not a, an experience that I don't think anyone wants. Exactly. I absolutely agree. And I couldn't imagine people coming into Stoney's and going, uh, the bartender's got gloves on and, uh, a mask, but how often are they going to change their gloves? And like, it just, yeah. it doesn't, and it's so funny. I've seen some stuff online that people are the bartenders and they're like, yeah, I hope we get to wear a mask when we bartend so that way we don't have to listen to the patrons say, why don't you smile a little more or something like that. Hey, hold on. I got some masks for your bartenders. Hold on. <laughs> Bam. There you go. Dude, right there, baby. That's the way to do it. That's actually creative, man. I haven't seen that yeah. one. Man, we got we got standard, we got apple, we got peach. The peach was the hardest one to find, but we got them all. I'm not saying that I've got cases and cases of peach crown at Stoney's, but we do. <laughs> did you make those? Uh, a friend of mine did, yeah. That's awesome, dude. I think um, so. 
we're we're big uh we're a big crown you know family and i don't know why but yeah so they're like they're like hey give us a few of your bags and we're gonna make you something special and i was like oh cool like a quilt or something you know right. some you know a small blanket and then also bam a bunch of masks i'm like this is perfect it is perfect i mean like that because you can wash it you're good yeah exactly well and it, believe it or not that actually has a little filter on the inside of it too they they put them in there yeah i was like wow. where the hell did you get these that's pretty that's someone who was ready for all this shit to hit the fan oh know? yeah for sure and come to find out they have like a bunch of n95s and everything i was like right on yeah i think they were ready i was uh i was talking to uh stephanie quail today and she was saying that her her dad or grandpa um is like he's been ready for this for a while because he's like he's one of those guys that just sat back and said, you know, I know this is going to be coming, and he's like a doomsday prepper. Eh, maybe not to that extent, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, the, the people who are like the most prepared, and they're you know they're just sitting back laughing because they're like, oh, TP already got you know right three worth of that. It's insane, dude. I was laughing. I I posted on my Instagram story today. My dog thought it'd be really cool um to devour a couple things of toilet paper check that out oh no <laughs> yeah so i was like posting on there i'm like you know for trade you know uh, anyone got a good vacuum or anything like that and then some people wrote back and they're like is that toilet paper and i'm like yeah man a couple weeks ago that'd be worth like a thousand bucks this stuff was gold man people are hawking it like secondhand getting arrested and going to jail for it too right i mean i you know i saw some of those people that that bought a whole bunch of stuff and they put them in um storage units and they were like trying to hustle them on marketplace on facebook or stuff i'm like man. like yeah like 50 bucks for 10 rolls i'm like holy crap Dude, i did spend 17 dollars on eight rolls of paper towels a couple days ago dang it's stupid it's insane yeah I it's like a, it's like that movie, The Wolf of Wall Street, supply and demand. <laughs> Absolutely, which is a great movie, by the way. A great. Oh, movie. dude, I, I, one of my favorites. Heck yeah, that and uh, I mean, I like car movies, so I like uh, Gone in sixty seconds. That that. Okay. That. It's Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I like that flick. I haven't watched that in a while. Maybe I will. And the other one where, uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, when they um they drive around in the Mini Coopers. Mini Cooper. Oh, Italian Job. Yeah, that's the. Thing. I got. I'm a bit. Uh, so. I'm not a TV show person, but I actually typically am a big movie buff. Right. So that's a good movie. I uh, interviewed um, a new artist last night. His name is Bailey Literal. Have you heard of him? Uh uh-uh, uh, no, I can't. I can't he, say that. He's probably like 17 years old. And uh, oh, dang, he's younger than me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And uh, uh, his dad was in the Backstreet Boys. No way. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is it, does he have blonde hair? Yeah. All right, I know, I know who he is. Um, I can't remember. He was on a he was on a TV show, if I'm not mistaken. Not like a TV show, but like like an episode of Ellen or something like that. Might have been, but uh, he was on Broadway for a little while, and then okay. so I was, I was talking to him last night. It was kind of funny that uh, um, his mom kind of he's young. His mom kind of like started the whole interview sort of thing, which was whatever, you know. It's kind of and then um, out of the corner, like right over here, the dad pops in and just starts talking, and I'm like. Like, I already knew who it was. I'm, like, looking at him, and he's like, dude, like, what's up, man? I'm like, my God, like, you're a basketball boy, dude. And so it was, it was interesting. But going along the lines of that, um, what made you want to be, like, a country singer at, at a younger age? Oh, man, that's – so that, I grew up on a lot. So I'm not, I'm not going to be a fake poser and say I grew up on Waylon and Willie because I did. 
I'm I'm 23 years old. I grew up on George Strait and Alan Jackson, right? Um, uh, Shenandoah and those guys. That that and just a typical Sunday morning or what have it be, you know, weekend morning in my household is we had CMT going on, right? Um, and that's due to my mom and my dad, and they absolutely love country music. Um, my dad is the one who showed me who Keith Whitley was, and I love I love Keith Whitley. He's like a god in my eyes. Um, His and son my played mom, at Stoney's. Really? That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, my mom and my dad were, were the main reasons just because of the musical influences that they, you know, brought into my life. Right. Uh, so for sure. That's kind of cool. At what age do you think that you started to play and realize that's what you wanted to do? Um, so I, I kind of, I feel like I started late compared to a lot of people. I started playing guitar at 15 and singing at age 17. Oh, right on. Uh, yeah. And, and, but I feel like when it came to the music side, for some reason, it, it was always country. And especially when, um, like 2015, when Sam Hunt really hit the, you know, hit the state, like the scene, um, for some reason, I just was really drawn to the way that he was able to portray his stories in his music. Did you, um, are, you are you talking like Body Like a Back Road? Like that sort of time? Or no, or no, no. I'm talking like Montevello or Between the Pines. There you go. I, I'm, an early, I'm an early Sam Hunt fan. I'm not, I'm not, you know, just a big fan because he released House Party. <laughs> I, um, so I first heard really listened to him and it was it was house party and and body like a back road and um and then i was taking a trip down to san diego and someone told me to listen to uh behind the pines and yeah. i did and i was like oh my god like this guy's got like there i think there's four number ones on there um mm -hmm. um and i listened to it in like the simplest of i met a girl absolutely loved i like it better than william michael morgan's which i was uh -huh. used you know so yeah exactly because it's like when you when you hear those songs like like cop car yep um and then the one he wrote for kenny um gosh dang uh come over yes yes so um you know it's like the way that he because of course he uses the writer on him it's like the way that he tells his story compared to like how they I, it's just it's so much i don't know to, to me singer songwriting at its finest is when the actual writer of the song sings the song. Ab absolutely. And uh, uh, Leave the Night On was on there. Yes. Tonight is on there. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I sit back with those. And like, so I listened to those and I got a whole new respect for him. And then I watched um, an interview that he had on Audience and he started talking about playing football, I believe, in Alabama. In, uh, uh, it, in was, it was UCF, University of Central Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, hold on. I'm going to jump all over this one and find out. All right, sounds good. Um, so I'm going to go Sam Hunt. But there's a reason for this. Um, okay. Uh, if I go find out. Okay, so he was a quarterback at Middle Tennessee State University from 2003 to 2004. He dressed for every game in 2003 but did not play transferred to the University of Alabama at Birmingham and redshirted there. Dang. I so didn't even know he did that. He, um, he tried out for the Kansas City Chiefs. Did not know that. Wow. Anyway, cool. <laughs> my, my point in that was is that he was around a lot of urban lifestyle. And that is true. 
I believe the first producer I, I, I watched in this interview, the first producer he met, he still has today that allowed him to be the urban influenced backroads country southern guy that he is. And uh, after I watched that interview is when I got a whole new respect for him. Like, Absolutely. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't love him. I didn't. Not, and not a lot of people do either. Uh, have you listened to uh, Southside? Oh, yeah, for sure. I was going to say, uh, the song 2016 is on repeat, man. Uh, uh, I don't know the name of it, but I'm going to pull up the name of this track that that, uh, that I love, that I thought was uh, hard to forget is dope. Um, uh, that ain't beautiful. Dude, that ain't, like, the first two lines in it, he, yeah. like, throws, throws words in there that I didn't even think would ever be put into a country song, and I'm like, right. oh, he called you a swap because you left with that guy or whatever. Exactly. I was like, man, uh, Sam can do it, man. Right. And then when you look at, like, the, some, uh, Shane uh, McNally's on there, too. McNally. Dude, holy cow. Like, I'm looking at legends, Legend in the country music industry. And Josh Osborne, for that matter, for Hard to Forget. I mean, there were just some. I just sat back and was like, man, there are some great, great, great tunes. That's, that's an album I'll listen to front to back. Um, I like Kin Folks um, because of one line in the song. Which and one is that, that? It's when he says, uh, I ain't never had a type because having a type takes two. Yes. I ain't never had a type because having a type takes two. And you're yeah. the only one. Yeah, yeah. That's like the best line I think I've heard in a long, long time. Heck but, yes. Well, uh, to be honest, one of my favorite tracks that I was – I think it was like my number one listened to song um, this last year on Spotify. You know, when you get those little updates or whatever. Yeah. Um, is his one downtown's dead. For some reason, I was just attracted to that song just for the way that it had. It's kind of like, like a Mexican club type feel. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it like a Mexico club type feel. I don't know why. Just for some reason. It's funny because I heard the story about that song. He released it and it didn't get the response he wanted. So he put oh. it on radio. Yeah, I was going to say, and I was like, oh, man, that's like one of my favorite songs. That's funny. Everybody, I mean, dude, if it wasn't for people like it, I mean, I liked it, but I didn't love it, but I liked it. I yeah, mean, yeah. Like, I'll tell you, uh, I love That Ain't Beautiful. Um, I love Hard to Forget. Uh, Kin Folks, you know, I mean, this is an album I'll listen to front to back for, for, for quite a while, man. For sure. Which is dope. So uh, you feel like playing some music? Yeah, sure, man. Absolutely. So the question is, you want to hear, like, what do you want to hear? You want to hear new stuff that's unreleased? I want to hear two things. I want to hear, obviously, uh, the people that listen to Country AF Radio, they know Change Up. So let's do yep. that one. And then uh, then you pick a new one. Let's go with that. All right. Sounds good, man. Let's, uh... Cool. Yeah. Change Up, man. It's been a long time coming for this song. Uh, I wrote this, like, two years before we even recorded it. Really? Yeah. Who wrote it? I did. Um, so, all by actually, all all by so fun fact, I didn't start co-writing until this last year. Uh, I think everybody needs that in their life, dude. I really do. Oh, yeah. Co-writing, it just opens up your perspective. I was talking to, um, I, got in, I got invited to a songwriter's festival uh, this last September, and it really opened up my eyes to co-writing because I used to be like, no, I want to be able to, you know, write my songs and whatnot. Um, but I was talking to Chris Wallen um, and Billy Dean. Do you know those guys? So, so Chris Wallen, um, he was a writer on um, Don't Blink for Kenny Chesney. Okay. And then um, 
Billy Dean, he was a, an old, like, 1980s, 1990s country star, if that makes sense. It does. I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking him up. Yeah. Sounds good. I absolutely love that guy, man. You got him? Yeah, I found him. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing him. Uh, let them be little for a little while. Yep. He's an old boy, but yeah. And then um, Ira Dean from Trick Pony. Oh, how about that? Dude, uh, I freaking love Ira. He is, he's a freaking goofy guy, man. He is one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, so we spent like three days up in Park City, Utah uh, for this little songwriter thing. And, and those three were the, the three main people who really told me, especially Chris Wallen. Right. Um, they're like, you have to get into multiple co-writes and then finally you'll find like a good groove. And especially if you start to make friends and really get to know the people who you're riding with. So I think, I think that's something that you have to do. And the lead singer of Trick Pony is his name. Was it, is that Ira Dean? No. Oh, Keith Burns. I was the bass player. Yes. So Keith Burns and I have sat down and had uh, uh, a conversation in Nashville at, um, at the Hutton. Cause that's the, the place. Oh, okay. Like the hotel. Yeah. Okay. Him and I met at the bar a couple times and have just shot the shit. He is such an interesting dude and does more than what most people might think he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I see who Ira Dean is now. That's that's kind of funny. I like Keith Burns. He's an interesting fella. But um, that's kind of funny. Wow. Okay, so go ahead. You were saying you got invited down there and you wrote with them? Uh, no. So I, the, those are the guys who really persuade me to, like, actually start to reach out and start to, co- like, try and do co-writes with other people. Right. But they're just kind of, like, I don't know. Because, like I said, I was so strong-headed on I only want to write by myself. And then when I started talking to all those guys, like, they're like, no, you, you need to get out and you need to start writing. And which prompted me to go out and find my buddy Gabe and my friend Landon McGee, who we wrote some tracks that are going to be coming out with. And, you know, so now instead of going to Nashville and just having this thought of, oh, I'm here to record, you know, and, and hang out on Broadway. It's like even some of those Broadway, you know, musicians, I'm, I go up to them I'm like, hey, man, play us an original. And then I hear what they have. And then it's like, Hey, you want to, you know, you want to catch a right and let's see what we can do. I think it's the smartest way to do. I had an artist that has come through via a friend that played at Stoney's and uh, I sat down with him and he refuses to write with somebody else. Refuses. Yeah. Just says that he can do it himself. And I'm like, well, I guess if you were that good to be on top of the world, but you're still here. So exactly. Like, um, well, even, even Instagram, I've utilized that. Like I hop on, on these, you know, kind of up and comers but have already kind of broke the scene right uh, i i messaged them on instagram like hey are you up for right uh, i'm trying to think of who the latest one was kanan cox okay I think, yeah i messaged him on Insta- on one of his instagram lives and i'm like hey man you want to get together right and he responded back yeah sure man Just, you know let's let's get like a zoom you know zoom right going and i was like cool that's kind of rad. I mean, I've talked to a lot of the artists that that uh, that are doing Zoom rights. Some of them like them, some of them don't because you lose the the the, the actual personality and maybe the the feeling in the room. Um, Absolutely. But, I mean, I think the people that are doing stuff and actually uh, involved with it and in, in um, taking the time to learn and maybe meet new people that 
on the other side of this, you might create some sort of bond that's a little bit more of a helpful element versus just going in um, blind and not knowing it, anybody, you know? Absolutely, man. I was going to say, because I can't say uh, when I first went and wrote with this kid named Landon McGee, is like, who the heck is this kid? You know what I mean? Just because yeah. it's like, I'm, I met him a day ago, had about maybe a three minute conversation and then, you know, just came and hung out with him for, and tried to write a song. Was that your first, your first write, co-write yeah. song with him? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. That was my very first co-write with him. And, and we wrote No, I meant in general. Was that your very oh, first? Oh, in general. Oh, no, no. That was my first co-write. Okay. My first co-write was um, with actually a buddy of mine who doesn't even play music at all, which is really interesting. I was like, hey, man, you want to write a song? He's like, yeah, sure. Well, he plays the ukulele. But you know what I mean? He's, he's not a, you know, sure. music isn't his, his straight passion. But he has, he has things to say. He's, he's been through a lot from a young age so it's been good i guess my point in that was like okay so your first write with trey i mean it had to be almost like a a, a first date with someone because you're, you're literally sitting exactly. down yeah you're like oh man like what what do i do in this situation like right like it i and i was i was hesitant especially because you don't want to tell someone's that you don't want to break down someone's lines you know what i mean you don't be like no that line's trash man you, you shouldn't do that Right. Or the other side of it is you might be too scared to really talk about your feelings thinking this guy over here is going to fucking judge me. And <laughs> exactly, man. You're like, oh, you're, damn. you're weird, bro. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to just like throw something like out from your heart out and then be like, all right, I don't know about that, man. <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, all right, well, okay. Come on. <laughs> no, but it's, it, uh, like I said, on the end of it, we came out with a really good song and I'm super excited for people to hear it. Um, it literally it was interesting because we were in there it was an awkward stage for like five minutes and then after those five minutes went it just it took off and we wrote a song like 30 minutes so it was, it was good sweet all right well let's let's do a change up and then we'll listen to something new cool for sure it ain't like me Get all crossed up and let down some more something. But your every story, you got what it takes to make a guy love you. She was sitting on the car, don't stop all night. She wants to keep it cool, keep the drinks through. Honey, so cool, so I just don't have to come in. 
Something that was really rad is when we were trying to get you to come out and play at Stoney's, the, when I ended up having to cancel the show, how many people came back and were like, dude, that sucks. Because people, uh, people from down here already know who you are, which I think is yeah. super rad. I was like, I had, a, I had this lady um, from UNLV message me and, and she's like, wait, you're not coming back? You're not coming down to Stoney's? Got canceled? I was like, no. And she's like, damn it, this is my senior year and I'm moving back. I was like, well, you better make sure to, you know, if, if we do, hopefully we do, um, schedule a new show down there that you better come out. And she's like, for sure. So I was like, yes. <laughs> That's, yeah, we'll get it, we'll get it done for sure, for sure. Heck yes. Yeah. What's the, what's the new track called? The new track. So I'm going to play you what's going to be my next single. Um, and it is called Rock Gut. Rock? Rock Gut. Rock Gut. Like rock gut beer, man. Okay. Um, what do you consider rock gut beer is the question? I don't even know what that is. You don't know what rock gut beer is? No. Urban Dictionary, that crap, man. A Colt 45 is an example? Like trashy beer that makes you feel terrible the next day. Got you. So you're, oh, yeah. So yeah, that would be like like super okay got it. okay not just cheap but terrible liquor design mostly get you wasted and not much else exactly cheap whiskey so to me um well not just to me but to a lot of people like court which is interesting because a lot of people like Coors light but they like a lot of a lot of people who drink like you know your bud lights and your budweiser and stuff like that they look at like Coors light as like a rock up beer your miller lights is like a rock up beer right and and I'm a, I'm a big Miller guy, which is interesting, you know. And so I was like, all right, I gotta, you know, I gotta write a song about about rock gut beer. And um, I remember I I showed it to my mom. My mom's like one of my biggest critics. She'll tell me she'll be like, that's a good song, or then she'll be like, that's terrible. You shouldn't write that. That sucks. Right. <laughs> which I love her to death for. She straight sure. up and um. She's not like most moms who are like, oh, that sounds great, you know? Yeah. Biased. Exactly. And so, um, but anyways, I showed her this and she's, she's like, eh, it could be better. And this was like, like I said, this was about a year and a half ago um, when I was writing this. And so um, it took me almost a, almost a full year to kind of finish this song because I just finished it back in, in January. So it's, it was interesting enough. 
And then we flew back in February to Nashville, recorded it, cut it, and then and now we're getting ready to release it here soon or find a release date for it. So Sweet. I'm excited. All right, let's hear it. Cool. All right. Like a six pack, 30 rack, sitting on a shelf. Don't need no 66 worker cuss. Well, I can help myself to little butts any little time. As long as they got that hot light laid out, sitting on ice. Now that's the start to a damn good time. Long my friends, Andre, drag up this year. I don't mean I don't know how to turn it around here. In the middle of the summertime, sweet violet skyline, sinking way out west. Just crack a can, put it in my hand, and I'll do the rest. Everybody's got that drinking buddy waits until the mountain turns blue from a podunk town down deep in the south. It's known as Bubba to me and you. Raise his hill, it's all the same. Says shotgun is his middle name. Makes that one light all night. Old town throw down house party sing. actually see people singing that like at Stoney's because I mean the boys that are there and as crazy as they get I could actually just see that that hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah man. You, you can relate to you know absolutely man I appreciate that that's a fun party song I think absolutely. yeah I know for sure and, that, and that's one thing I was like man I, I just want to yeah I want to have feel good music for people you know right that's the way to do it absolutely Dude, I can't wait till uh, we get you down at Stoney's. I can't wait till all this pandemic shit is over. 
man, you are telling me, brother. I'm excited. I'm excited to be back down there. Or not be back down there. Be down there and make my Stoney's debut. We will. We, it, well, if all goes right, it'll happen this year. I promise you that. Right, yes. I got my fingers crossed, brother. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for the time today. No, th thank you so much for having me. And yeah. so it's, it's, it's been a pleasure, and I just truly appreciate you guys. So thank you. I'll let you know when this is going to get posted up. Tell your mom happy birthday. And, will uh, do. and I will, uh, I'm sure I'll talk to you sooner than later. Awesome. Sounds good, man. Later, man. Hey, we'll see you.